was just too much guilt to bear. What we do is figure out exactly what this magic ingredient is, Purdy said, rolling up the sleeves of her tattered blue coat. She swept box after box into her red plastic shopping cart until the shelf was empty. Rose and her mother spent the rest of the weekend baking all of the recipes from Lily's 30-minute magic and adding a dash of Lily's magic ingredient to each one. The magic ingredient was a bluish-gray powder that smelled like burnt toast. When Rose threw a tablespoon of the magic ingredient into the batter for Lily's gooey chocolate pudding cake, the batter sizzled like hot oil and whispered her aunt's name with each pop. Lily. When Rose tossed a tablespoon into the crust of Lily's caramel apple tart tatan, the crust rattled on the table, giggling. <laughs> Lily. The same happened with the Lily's vanilla bean creme brulee, the cherry clafalti a Lily, and the just peachy peach pie. Rose's brothers, Ty and Sage, walked through the kitchen on their way to play basketball in the driveway. Did someone say Lily? Ty asked. In the time since the Bliss cookery book had been stolen, Ty had grown taller still. He gelled his red hair straight up in the front so that it looked like he was wearing a tiara two inches high or a tiny red picket fence. He had treated himself to a bottle of cologne from the pharmacy for his 16th birthday, and he smelled like a walking European discotheque. I thought we weren't allowed to say her name, Sage cried into his portable tape recorder. Rose's younger brother had read that some stand-up comedians recorded themselves in normal conversation in case anything funny came out. And so he'd started recording every comment he uttered in case he later needed the material for a stand-up routine. Sage had grown taller as well, and his cheeks had grown proportionally puffier as had the red curls atop his head. No one said her name, Purdy replied. I was just telling Mum about my new friend, Tilly, Rose said, and my other friends, Billy and Jilly, who live in Philly. Ty and Sage squinted suspiciously at their sister and their mother, then scooted outside. Rose and Purdy continued their dreadful experiment. Lily's low-fat pound-for-pound cake came out of the oven smelling like burned rubber, as did the deep-fried cookie dough balls, the luscious lemon squares, and Lily's bodacious brioche bread pudding. Are we overcooking them? Rose asked. No, her mother exclaimed, confused. If anything, we're undercooking them. By the time Rose and Purdy were finished... Every surface of the Follow Your Bliss Bakery kitchen was covered with plates of cakes, cookies, pies and puddings, each containing a tablespoon of Lily's magic ingredient. The kitchen itself was filled with a subtle, acrid, sinister smell. How do we find out if they're dangerous? Rose asked. Purdy brushed flour from the wild curls of her hair. I don't know she admitted. 
Do we dare try them ourselves? As Rose pondered what to do with the potentially poisonous baked goods, Purdy clicked on the portable TV that the family kept atop the counter in case of emergencies. Much to Rose's dismay, Aunt Lily appeared on the screen, wearing a fitted black cocktail dress. They had happened to tune into her cooking show. Here it is, folks, the world's best devil food cake, Lily said. And do you know what that means? Time for the C word! She raised her arms like a preacher, while the live studio audience chanted wildly, Chocolate! 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 Rose changed the channel in disgust, then wiped the flower-ridden remote control on her jeans. A commercial popped on. Now, for a limited time only.